Hey you, my name is Jessica Hutton. Welcome to Bible Study and Crafting. Today I'm excited because I get to kickstart a wonderful series about how to study the Bible. So today what I'm going to do is kick off that series by talking about how you can start studying the Bible. So if you've ever struggled with Bible study or you see all these vlogs and videos where people talk about all the things they do to have devotional time every single morning and you're like, I don't have time for that. I don't know how I'm going to do that. I don't know where to begin with my Bible study. Then this video is for you. I want you to learn how to develop the habit of spending devotional time with God. And of course, as part of that habit, developing Bible study skills that will enhance your relationship with Christ and will also give you a sense of how to really understand what the Bible says, its context, so that you can discern heresy and you can confidently and competently share the gospel. First thing you want to do is set apart daily devotional time. I encourage you to add daily devotional time to your calendar or to your task list so that you can get into the habit of reserving that time every single day. And once you've gotten into a groove of setting apart that time, you want to add a timer to your devotional time. Now I journal, I pray, I write in my prayer journal, I read the Bible and I study the Bible during my devotional time. But the only time I use my timer is when I'm reading the Bible. Why am I doing that? It's because I find that I spend a lot of time journaling, which means it's easy for me to do. I'm a writer by nature, so I really enjoy writing. But often when I'm journaling, I feel so good, if you will, that I kind of think, oh, I don't need to study the Bible or I'll get to it later and then later never comes. So to avoid that happening, I set my timer for one hour and commit to reading the Bible the entire time. Now, sometimes I read it, which is, you know, just reading it straight through. I'm not necessarily taking any notes. I may reflect on what I'm reading, but I'm not studying it. But other times I'm actually studying the things that I read, which entails researching some things, highlighting, asking questions, noting my reflections, looking into the various tools that I use. So block that time to commit to Bible study because I think that is the most important part of your devotional time, obviously in addition to prayer. So commit to sticking to that, develop the habit until it becomes natural so that first thing in the morning or before you go to bed, whatever fits in your schedule, you can do that naturally and really enjoy the experience. So after you add it to your task list or your daily calendar and then you set a timer to ensure that you're committing to a certain amount of time every single day, I recommend that you set aside your tools that you're going to use for your devotional time just to make sure they're ready. You know how people say that if you want to get disciplined about going to the gym or working out then set out your clothes the night before? To me it's the same idea. So what I use every single day without fail is my tablet. I always have my tablet ready um, because I use that to read different versions of the Bible and use various tools which I'll show you in another video. I always have my Amplified Bible. This one just happens to be Joyce Meyer's Battlefield of the Mind. I got this, somebody got this for me a few years ago and it's got all my notes in it. I use the prayer journal that I just made and it is available in my shop if you're interested and I write my prayers in here. I do also have a, a, another prayer journal that's 
something I built in a binder and I'll show you how to make that in a, another video. And then this is my new Bible study journal that I also just made. I'm very excited about this. It is obviously beautiful, but it's also great tool for Bible study. So I use these things every single day, which means they are set on my table in my office and ready to go when I sit down to do my daily devotional time. Another thing I recommend you do to enhance your devotional time is to incorporate things you enjoy. So if you're a crafter or if you're a planner, you may have things around your house like washi tapes, stickers, markers, watercolors all those different things. You can use those in Bible study journals, your prayer journal. You can use that in different types of Bibles. It's all up to you. Whatever makes you enjoy the experience, definitely include that because it gives you something to look forward to every single day. Next thing you wanna do is pick a Bible translation. I recommend that you read several versions of the Bible to enhance your reading comprehension and contextual understanding. And also, when you select this translation, always consider your needs, preferences, your reading level, your primary language, all those different factors. Now, Bible Gateway is one web resource. It's also an app that you can use. They have 231 Bible versions and 74 languages. Sometimes Bibles can be a little pricey and you may not have it in your budget right now to go buy several translations of the Bible, but what you can do is go to biblegateway.com and you can just look through the versions that they have available or search a Bible verse and on the drop down menu, you can select different versions of the text. So you can see which one you understand better, which one flows better for your primary language, which one flows better for your comprehension, all those different things. So definitely check that out. After you've set aside your daily devotional time and you've picked a translation, now you want to pick a book of the Bible and start reading. Now, if you're new to the Bible, I'm going to break down some little tiny details that are just a little important for you to get started. The Bible is broken up into two sections. We have the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament contains 39 books of the Bible and the New Testament contains 27 books of the Bible. And so in total, you have 66 books. There are six book genres in the Bible. Those genres include the law, history, wisdom and poetry, prophecy, the gospels, and letters. This is how I think you should choose a book of the Bible to read. Choose it based on your circumstances. So the goal is not to focus on reading a book just for life application alone. You do definitely want to understand the context of the scripture so that you're reading it as God intended. But the reason you'll select a book based on the circumstances you're living in are to keep you engaged with the scripture so that even if you don't understand what's going on, even if you don't necessarily grasp the context just yet, you will still remain engaged because something in there resonates with you. You can feel the, the story, the struggle that the character in the Bible is going through. 
You can really hear what Jesus is saying. There's so many things. You can grasp the message that Paul is teaching or Peter is teaching. And so that's why you want to pick a book based on your circumstances. And so even with that, you may say, well, okay, how am I going to pick a book based on my circumstances if I don't know what the books are about? Good news for you. I'm going to talk about what the books are about, but let me give you some examples right now. So if you question your purpose and the meaning of life, then you might be interested in reading a book like Ecclesiastes. If you want to get a firm grasp on God's grace, mercy, and love, then check out the book of Romans. If you've experienced major losses and you need some inspiration, then you may be moved by Job or Ruth. And then if you want to gain insight into how to govern yourself as a believer and how to mature spiritually and live righteously, then you may benefit from reading Ephesians, James, and Romans. So that's just to get you started. And if you don't want to do that and you're not necessarily thinking about any particular circumstance, then start at the beginning with Genesis or start at the beginning of the New Testament with Matthew. You really can't go wrong because the point is to start reading. And then once you get into a flow of reading, then you want to definitely study so that you have the context so you know what God is saying, what he taught and how that applies to your life in a biblically sound way. So you've set aside daily devotional time, you've picked a translation, you're reading the Bible. Now, how do you study it? Well, there are a few common study methods that I'm gonna put you on game with, and then I will detail those study methods later on in this series. So let me break down just a few. The first is the SOAP method, S-O-A-P. It stands for scripture, observation, application, and prayer. So this method includes writing out the scripture, and then you will write your observations about the scripture, such as what are the things, the characters, the ideas, and what kind of words stand out to you. And then next you'll write what you, how you think this applies to your life. What are the application pieces from the text? And then lastly, you will pray about what you've read. The SOAP method is, really simple and I think that if you're brand new to the Bible and you really want to develop a habit then the SOAP method will be good for you. I think it would be a great method to teach children just to get them into the flow of reading the studying the Bible and to help them understand how to pull out elements that they can then study and build upon. And then next you have devotional study. Now you know there are devotional books right? Those are really popular especially in Christian women's uh, resources but devotional study in this regard speaks to examining a passage of the Bible and then meditating on it so so that you can hear what God is saying so you can reflect on the Bible from an application standpoint devotionals are really beneficial if you are going through something in your life and you really want to know what the Bible says about that. So the easiest way to do it is to simply go buy a devotional. You know, you can get them anywhere or you can create your own devotional. And I think I might do a video on that. So let me know if that interests you. And if so, then I'll walk you through how to create your own devotional. But here's the key. The key is to pick scriptures that actually address the issue you're facing not the scriptures that are used commonly out of context to address that issue, but rather to actually choose contextually sound, biblically sound, 
actual text that addresses the issues you're facing and then meditate on that and then use the the study methods that I'm addressing here to help you really get some meat, some substance out of your devotional time. I think that when you can do that, then one, you find your Bible study to be a lot more enjoyable because it hits you in your soul and your spirit, but also I think it's an enriching experience because you're really hearing what God has to say on the issue and not what somebody said God said out of context. So definitely that's one option to consider. And as I said, if you wanna know how to make your own devotional, I am a writer, I've written nonfiction books. I can definitely show you how to do your own devotional. And I think we'll use Canva to do that. Next study method is the word study. A word study is when you examine the meaning of a word that you find in the Bible. Word studies are beneficial for putting things in context and enriching your understanding of different subjects. So you can do a word study in the midst of any Bible study that you're doing, but if you really wanna get a firm grasp on the text and what it says, then definitely do a word study every day and commit that to habit until you begin to understand how the Bible reads, how it flows. And next we have the biographical or character study. This is when you pick a quote unquote character out of the Bible. And I say quote unquote because these people were real. They existed. But you, you pick a character out of the Bible and you evaluate their life. So when you do that, you're looking at their character, their actual qualities, you're looking at their behaviors, their history, their lifestyle, you're looking at their relationships, the significant events that took place in your life, you're looking at their relationship with God, their uh, successes, their failures, all those different things because everyone in the Bible can teach us something. I think there's something that we need to keep in mind though. Just because it occurred in the Bible is not evidence of permission. So a lot of times you'll hear people say things about King David, you know, King David and Bathsheba, their first baby died, you know, as a result of their sin, obviously they were, uh, they were, they committed adultery and, and Bathsheba was pregnant and their baby died and that was a consequence of that sin but then they ended up blessed with Solomon and so when people hear that story when they read that study especially if they're going through some type of issues in their life and their marriage or wanting to basically coveting someone else's spouse and they'll say well Bathsheba and David were blessed with Solomon and he was awesome and God loves Solomon and you know all these different things to justify the sin that they're trying to commit but no it does not work that way Evid people doing things in the scripture is not evidence of permission the only person that we would follow in scripture to the t is jesus christ but other than that we need to really examine that person's life and we need to see what god said about them what does the word say about them what were the consequences of their sins what were their consequences of obeying god don't look at it as permission. But but other than that, really, you wanna just understand the historical things because it gives you more insight into what was going on at the time. It gives you insight into what our relationship with God can look like, what God, what pleases God, what displeases God. It gives you insight into the culture and it gives you insight into the context. So there's so many things that go into a biographical study and 
It, it really, to me, it's just fun to do. Another version of Bible study you can do is topical study. Now topical study is time intensive because it covers everything that falls under a specific subject. So what you would do is research everything the Bible says about the topic and then document your observations. So really when you're documenting, it's, you're incorporating all those elements from the Bible study that we talked about before and that I'm gonna address here in a bit. Let's say you're talking about sex. What does the Bible say about sex? So then you're gonna look up everything about sex and sex is huge, right? So that could be fornication, adultery, pornography, masturbation. What does the Bible say about all those things? Now, technically, pornography, masturbation, blah, 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 that all falls under fornication. Adultery is a marital form of fornication, but I'll get into that in another issue. The point is you do a topical study by examining a specific topic, looking up every single thing the Bible says about it, and then doing an in-depth study to get a firm grasp on what God says about the issue. And then you have a thematic study, which is similar, but instead you will focus on specific questions. Whereas in a topical study, you'll look up a specific subject like sex. In a thematic study, you'll look up what the Bible says about a specific question related to sex. So it might be as simple as what is fornication? And so you would look up everything about fornication, starting with a concordance, for example, and dig through those scriptures to get some insight into what the scripture says about fornication. And next you have a verse by verse study. This is like a word study, but in this case, you will complete a detailed analysis of a Bible verse. So you'll read and paraphrase the verse, document your observations, analyze keywords and definitions, and then look up cross references and jot down your life applications, all the things you learn from it. So it's pretty straightforward. It's basically a word study for the whole sentence. And then you have the chapter summary method. You will use this method to create a detailed assessment of a chapter in the Bible. So you'll read the chapter multiple times and I recommend that you do it in different translations so you can really see it clearly and get some understanding and grasp what it says. Then you'll document your observations, analyze keywords and definitions, and look up cross-references. This is where it gets a little deeper because now you're you know, evaluating what the text says about God, what things you learn about God or um, what it reveals about God, even if it doesn't explicitly mention him. And then also you'll jot down your life applications. And then the last common Bible study method is a book study. And it's like a chapter summary method, except you're studying the entire book. So that would be like doing the a study of the book of Ruth. You're doing a verse by verse study, a chapter study, a word study. You may incorporate some soap method into that. You may incorporate thematic elements into that. You're trying to get a comprehensive, contextual, in-depth, enriching look at this book. And then you're gonna do it from the vantage point of the entire, how does it relate to the entire, to the entire, Bible and then you know how does this relate to the the New Testament all these different things so you're trying to make these connections how is Ruth applicable when it comes to the Bible as a whole why is there a book of Ruth 
things like that. Those are just some study methods you can keep in mind. So what we talked about is set apart daily devotional time, pick a Bible translation, choose a book in the Bible and start reading, and select the study method. Now what you wanna do is select digital and physical Bible study tools and apps. I already mentioned one earlier to you, BibleGateway.com. That'll get you started in reading various versions of the Bible. But some other tools that I use daily with my tablet include Bible Hub, Commentaries, Blue Letter Bible. There are a lot more tools available, but I'm gonna cover that in another video. It will be a long video because I'm going to demo each of those Bible study tools, the web browser tools, and then I'll do a second video for the Bible study applications. And then the other thing you wanna do to start studying the Bible is check your biases and apply what you learn. This is what I recommend. I am a licensed social worker and this is something I have to be mindful of every time I work with a client or an organization is what are my biases? Because as much as we hate to admit it, all people, even Christians, have biases and prejudices that inform how we experience the world and how we treat people or experience people. So this is one question you should ask yourself. How does my interpretation of myself, my circumstances, culture, environment, others, social issues, the world, and my interactions with people throughout my life inform how I read, understand, and interpret scripture and the people and situations depicted in scripture? Now, I know that was a weighty question, but this is how I look at that. There are times when you will read the scripture and simply not like what it says. We know that we can read the Bible and not understand it, but there are times when you're going to read it and not like it. And the thing about it is, you have to examine why. You have to ask yourself and be real with yourself, why does this text bother me? Let me give you an example. I was reading Timothy, I believe. For example, in 1 Timothy chapter two, verses nine through 15, first timothy chapter 2 verses 9 through 15 i was triggered the first time i read that for real when i actually sat down to read my bible i was like what <laughs> so let me tell you this is what it says this is the amplified version it says likewise i want women to adorn themselves modestly and appropriately and discreetly in proper clothing not with elaborately braided hair or and gold or pearls or expensive clothes okay fine but instead adorned by good deeds helping others as is proper for women who profess to worship god i have no problem with that didn't trigger me at all and then in verse 11 it says a woman must quietly receive instruction with all submissiveness what in verse 12 i do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man but to remain quiet in a congregation for adam was formed first by god on the earth then eve and it was not adam who was deceived but the woman who was led astray and fell into sin but women will be preserved that is saved through the pain and dangers of bearing of children if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control and discretion now when i read 
A woman must quietly receive instruction with all submissiveness. My first thought is, who's he talking to? <laughs> who's he talking to? Now, technically, if you're doing a contextual study of scripture, that is a really good question. Who is he talking to? But I wasn't saying that from the sense of wanting understanding. I was saying that because I was offended. Be quiet, who? Why can't I say nothing? Why can't I teach? And that's the thing. When you're reading the scripture, you're going to come across texts that you don't like. And it may not even be texts like that where it explicitly mentions, you know, women or mentions men or thing like that. It could be a situation like remember when Amon raped his sister, Tamar, David's son raped his, his sister and David didn't do nothing about it. There's no there's no biblical evidence that David did anything about it. Now, I saw that and I'm like, oh no. And the first thing that occurred to me is the feminists will run with this and act a fool with this scripture, you know, because they have lots of views about the Bible being God specifically being misogynist. And so when you are mindful of the beliefs and values that you have, when you remember the traumas and the triggers and all the things that affect you, then you can go into Bible study honestly, but you also have to recognize these things do trigger me. This does hurt. I don't like how this feels. I don't like how that sounds, but I trust God and he wrote this for a reason. So now you have to open yourself up to let the Holy Spirit teach you. Because it could be that you really are just triggered and you need understanding. So you need to keep working through it so that the Holy Spirit can give you that understanding. But also, there are times where you're not open and you're just going through the motions. You, you're doing devotional time because you developed a habit, but your heart is far from it. You're not in it. That's when you need to allow the Holy Spirit and the Word of God to cut you, to cut you and really get into your heart so that he can penetrate you and ministry, minister to your spirit and your soul so that you can come out of the stronghold that prevents you from receiving his word and living righteously and obeying him and trusting him and loving him with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength there's a lot of stuff people don't like about the bible people build whole quote-unquote anti-ministries <laughs> can't think of another word using the bible to try to destroy the christian faith but the truth is the bible is meant to edify us it's meant to equip us and it's only offensive if you don't want to change it's only offensive if you refuse to understand because god is love so definitely check your biases because you have them you've been through enough in your life if you're grown like me i'm 37 years old so i've been through enough in life i've had enough relationships romantic and otherwise i've been through enough drama and trauma in my family i've experienced enough toxicity i've experienced work relationships that really sucked i've experienced romantic relationships that were horrible i've experienced loss i've experienced gains i've experienced good things and horrible things i've done good things i've done horrific things i i've been through it so every time i read the bible it's not gonna feel like horseshoes unicorns, rainbows, and hearts. But I definitely want the Lord to teach me. So check your biases. Be mindful of them. Pray about them. 
use your prayer journal. Okay. Use your prayer journal. Write your thoughts in under the confession section and say, Lord, this is something that is an issue for me. This 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 verse offends me. I don't understand what it says. I don't understand why sex outside of marriage is a sin. But your word says it. Your word teaches that. So even though I don't understand it, I show respect to you. I love you. I honor you. I want to do what your word says. Help my heart. Help my soul. Help my body. Give me strength. That's where you need to start. And then he'll work in you and work through you until you get past that or you have the strength until his grace becomes sufficient. So those are my tips to help you start studying the Bible. I hope that you found that helpful. If you do, please subscribe to the channel and tune into the series because it's going to get good. I'm going to get deep and prayerfully you will be super excited about studying the Bible and really understanding what it says because my vision is that all people, all Christians will understand the Bible so that they can discern heresy and that they can confidently and competently share the gospel. So that's it for now. Take care. God bless. Thank you for joining us today on the Bible Study Tutor Podcast. We hope you found today's episode valuable and applicable. If you want to continue enhancing your Bible study skills, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, share it with your friends, and leave a review to let us know you're into it. Meanwhile, the next time someone presents you with information from the Bible, don't just take their word for it. Search the scriptures for yourself.